I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Grace. And I'm Alex. And you are listening to Let's Talk About. Each week we're going to be talking about anything and everything and sharing our unwanted opinions that no one really asks for. If you enjoy this episode, remember to subscribe, drop us a cheeky rating review, and thank you so much for listening. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are we? <laughs> Welcome back to Let's Talk, talk about... about. Today, we're talking about um, a requested topic. Actually, I think one of our first requested topics, which is exciting. Oh, I've got a tape on my arm. Oh, God. It's um, our favourite R word rejection we are we uh, despite the other podcasts we are actually experts in this field so ask us anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> um just wanted to also say big massive thank you for all of the um all of the emails that we got regarding our first episode let's talk about body image it's so amazing the response that we got I... and the people's stories and it was amazing. It made us a bit emotional, didn't it? A little bit, yeah. When you were reading them out to me, I was just like, oh, that's so lovely. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, really touched touched the heart. Touched me in places <laughs> that I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, so make sure to keep emailing on all of our podcasts. Whatever thoughts you have, any comments, any questions, please do. Cut to the grace at gmail.com. Well done, Alex. Good memory. Um... So what, firstly, before we start talking about rejection, do you know what song I've got in my head that's from, I'm pretty sure, a Disney Channel program or a film? Rejected, rejected. Yeah, you just got rejected. R-E-J-E-C-T-E-D, rejected. What is that from? (laughs) I've never heard that before in my life. (laughs) I've got it really, really badly in my head, like so bad. It sounds like a cheer from Bring It On. Awesome. Oh, yeah, wow. I feel like totally picked me out. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's definitely, it's a cheerleading thing, but I can't remember. So if you know, please message me because it's stuck <laughs> now. Um, today, we've got another new game because we like to keep it fresh. Brand new game. We've play. come up with this game all by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to introduce it, Alex? Yep, it's called, ready for this title, Truth or Dare. Ooh. I don't know if anyone's played this game ever. I think we're the first, actually. <laughs> this is a podcast first, Truth or Dare. <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you first, Alex. All right. Truth or Dare? Dare, first of all. Nervous. Okay. Nervous. I dare you mm-hmm. <laughs> to put up a video of yourself on your Instagram page right now, just hysterically laughing at your camera. <laughs> <laughs> Take a video right now of me hysterically laughing. Yeah, just and then put it on your story. So like you just laughing down the camera, not saying anything, just laughing. Oh, camera on my phone. <laughs> yeah, like as if you're doing an Instagram story talking, but you're just laughing. Okay, are you ready? Some acting. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Ja. And then you have to post it on your story and then let us know any replies you get. Oh my God. I can't believe how well that turned out. I'm a pretty good actor, really, aren't I? I know you are. Okay, me. I really you. enjoyed that. Okay, Grace, truth or dare? I'm going to go truth. Truth. Okay. I'm going to ask you, what's the most drunk you've ever been? <gasps> the most drunk I've ever been was my 18th birthday. And I basically had this cray cray party. Like it was the talk of the town. Like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> basically, I, yeah, I heard about it as well. Any of it. I literally, all I remember was the preparation, um, getting there and the barman giving me this drink that he'd like mixed loads of alcohol together. You know, mixing alcohol is like the worst thing yeah. ever. And then obviously when it's your birthday, you're just going round and people are going, oh, what do you want to drink? What do you want to drink? Oh, what do God. you want to drink? And then you find yourself with like five different drinks. And obviously I drank them and I was so drunk that my best friends, Nat and Nicole, Nat took out my hair extensions, took out my contact lenses, like put me in my pajamas. She also did my full skincare routine, cleanse, tone, moisturize by the These are good friends. <laughs> These are very good friends. I know. <laughs> And then obviously, like, sorry to be graphic, but held my hair back <laughs> and sung me, sung me happy birthday at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that was, I think that was the worst I've ever been. And it's actually really annoying because I don't remember my 18th that birthday. Is so but I have pictures and I looked great and the party looked great. That's so funny. That reminds me of a birthday. I think it was last year or the year before. I think it was the year before. So we went to... Do you know what Bolly Bolderson is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we went there and it was on the Sunday when they have like unlimited pizza and unlimited Prosecco. And it was going mm-hmm. really well and it was so great. And like Prosecco, like everyone was jolly. And then <laughs> the bartender had fancied a guy in our group and he'd given him a, a free drink. And so I went up to him later and I was like, excuse me, it's my birthday. Where's my free drink? And he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He went and poured me a drink, but it was his own concoction. And I said, yeah, oh, what's in it? He said, um, tequila, more tequila, some tequila, Cointreau, orange, and something else. And also at this point, the place was closing. And so oh he was God. like, here you go. Gave me like a half pint of it. And it was like, you need to drink it quickly though, because we're closing. I downed this drink. <gasps> oh no. I barely remember anything from then onwards. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, I've got a view. Truth or dare? Uh, let's go for truth. What's something you're gl- you're glad your mum doesn't know about you? Oh no, my mum's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, I tell my mum a lot, so... Maybe it could tie in... Wait, maybe it could tie in with the question above this. Do you have any fetishes <laughs> <laughs> that you don't want your mum to know about? I love it when the guy peels a banana and like squishes it against the back of my head and like gets it all <laughs> mushy and like and like lathers it up and like massages it into my scalp <laughs> i heard that the potassium is actually a really good hair mask it, it, well yeah but it's also like a sexual stimulant <laughs> <laughs> this is a joke everyone i'm joking <laughs> grace do uh, uh truth or dare let's go dare play 
a voice recording of like the first rehearsal of something because I know that what I remember you told me that what you like to do when learning things <laughs> you'll the, the musical director will kind of bash out the melody and you'll just kind of sing into your microphone like la 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 <laughs> which I think okay. is absolutely brilliant you don't even try to make it sound nice <laughs> okay this is the first this is February 2019 when we learnt since you've been gone in the workshop of Andrea. Right. Good. <laughs> I'm just skipping through to find a good bit. Jocasta. That just sounds really good. I mean, it's not bad, but it's funny because it sounds like, you know, like Nativity, the film, like Sparkle and Joy. No, it sounds like a kid's choir being like, says you bit, like all everyone's in their head voice because we're learning it. We're like, says you bit gone, I can't breathe for the first time. Do you know what I mean? I love it though. It's such a good technique that I would never do. Yeah. <laughs> what head voice? Or learning no, just things? Like, when you're learning it, yeah, it's just like again and again, like getting the notes. Again and again. Okay, so today we're going to talk about rejection, which is like obviously a very broad term because mm. I guess we've been um, well, I've been rejected in all different forms but we we were thinking like drama school jobs yeah maybe like potential love it potential lovers and also just lovers in general yeah um and um maybe even like friendships or even yourself yeah or even work opportunities like it's endless i always feel like if you haven't been rejected at least one point in your life then i was gonna say you've done something wrong but surely that means you're doing everything right but i feel like rejection kind of teaches you way more than success Oh, 1000%. You can't, unless you've been rejected and you don't, and you know what it feels like and Mm. you know how to pick yourself back up from it, you can't grow. Like the Mm. self discovery journey will be, if anything, maybe a bit boring because Mm. you have no, there's no challenge. There's no like feeling different emotions because everything Mm. is just high like win 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 and that's why you know a lot of rich and famous people do feel quite lonely and that's why so many drugs are involved in that industry of music and actors and people in the spotlight because even though you're so successful and so like maybe well off money wise and like financially everything is just beyond amazing like you you can't feel anything well, it's like it's a numbness. Like, yeah, and it's like success and those kind of things. Like, I don't know, uh, making a lot of money or, or getting like that top job or whatever, or, f- or fame, whatever it is that you're kind of striving for. Or it, it's something that a lot of people do strive towards and do mm. want for themselves. If you achieve that really early, you've achieved what most people want. And there's never been an established thing after that 
you know because because so many people strive towards that no one thinks about what happens after that and what you would what then want after that so when those people yeah. that achieve it really early get it there is nothing there is there's is nothing around that's kind of saying okay well now this is your next goal you know yeah and so yeah I can imagine it would just be so difficult to kind of find your purpose and find happiness after that it's like peaking way too early isn't it oh yeah 100 percent. yeah what do you think like what do you think the worst rejection you've ever had has been <laughs> worst rejection mine was um, definitely my first year when i didn't the first year I didn't get into um gsa and i cried in the car park and i remember Stephen luke walker when i was in like second year our old head, head of singing legend was like I remember seeing you crying in the car park, and I was just like, "This is this is wrong. This girl should be in." <laughs> oh, can you imagine if you were in our year? Oh. I know, but I again, like, honestly, I I actually don't think. No, we would be friends, but like, I don't think I would have fit in your year. Yeah, and I I think that about myself in any other year, I would have been like, "Oh God, yeah. can you imagine being?" But I guess you would just think that anyway because you didn't, you weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, um. It's interesting. Yeah, what what's yours? Well, yeah, saying not getting to drama school uh, the first time was a huge blow. And isn't it crazy to look back at it now and like, like meeting all these people who didn't even go to drama school? Like, yeah. how many opportunities can come up without drama school and like finding happiness outside of things like that? Obviously, it's heartbreaking at the time, but years later. It won't be as heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky it's, one. I don't know. It's tricky. I think it, drama school can be helpful for some people and it can be unhelpful for some people. I think for me, it was really helpful because I don't think... Because if you don't go, I think you need to have a knowledge of how you can create yourself as a mm. as a talent and as a performer and know the right places to go and stuff. I don't think I knew anything. Yeah. I didn't know where I could possibly... I, I didn't know where I could even possibly start if I hadn't gone to drama school. And going to drama school kind of... It, got me in with the right people it informed me of of how to navigate that path you know yeah so for me it was really helpful but I can totally understand why some people don't need it yeah and don't and choose not to go but um but when I didn't get into drama I was I was not the time obviously but when I I didn't get into drama school or I didn't get into GSA sorry and I spent that year because I went, I got into Chichester University, so I went to Chichester for a year and did the MT course there, and I worked my ass off for on on all my audition stuff uh, that I was going to take the song, the this the, the uh, monologue and stuff. And when I got in the second time, I felt such a sense of achievement mm. and the fact that I had done it all and I'd done it off my own bat and I'd achieved that that it made me appreciate it so much more and I was almost glad yeah. that I got rejected that first time you know I was glad for the rejection Just self interest how come you didn't choose to have a gap here I was thinking about it and the people around me my parents the head of musical theatre at my college um I was speaking to them and they all kind of said, go to Chichester, go to Chichester because you might love it that's that was the reason they kept saying they were like saying you might love it and in my head, I didn't want to love it because I wanted to go to the place that I wanted to go, which was GSA. But it, but I kind of, they convinced me that it was probably better to get that training in. And of course, with uh, UCAS, is it UCAS? 
or whatever the the student loan things you get four years student loan Mm -hmm. so I was like okay I'll go for that first year and then I've still got three years student loan to be able to use that for GSA right um if I get in and so I was like and on top of that I could take the knowledge that I learned from Chichester as well because I'm not going to go there and not learn anything am I because there's still valuable things to take from it which I did and I think that helped me but that's why I didn't take a gap year yeah (laughs) <laughs> should we should we move on to a different subject <laughs> i think we're done with rejection now <laughs> no <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> be like let's ha- talk about jobs have you ever been rejected from a job interview from a job from musical theater jobs or muggle jobs let's go from muggle jobs first have you ever been rejected from that i well like things like i've applied from with my cv and not got like not got an interview or like i've sent my cv in somewhere they've been like sorry we're not hiring have you ever had an interview and been denied the job no no, I've not either. I feel like we'd get the job. <laughs> no, joking. But there's another job that I applied for recently, which is more of a, like, I guess, well, it was like a um, a slot on a radio show. Oh, yeah. Have you heard from that, I, No. I'm pretty sure I've been rejected, but they haven't told me. So, yeah. <laughs> Loser. So how do you feel about <laughs> How do you feel about this rejection, Grace? A <laughs> um, bit upset because I was so buzzing for it. Aww. And it all came at the right time. I felt like everything was falling into place. But at the end of the day, I I couldn't do the job exactly to the exact requirements. So Why? Because I'm going back to Anne Juliet, aren't I? Oh, I see. Right. And, and I'm telling myself that's the only reason I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what about, so audition-wise then? What's rejection yeah. been like in that sense? Um. So, yeah, obviously, like, I think my biggest heartbreak was Lamez. Oh, really? I think that's everyone's, isn't it? Especially because I, I got to the end in third year, and right. that, that's like such a huge thing, isn't it? It's like oh, who's going to be the one who goes into Lamez? Because there's always someone from GSA who goes into Lamez yeah. in third year, <laughs> and um, I just wanted it so badly. Like, mm. and obviously, thank the Lord <laughs> that I didn't get it because I probably would have taken that over six to be honest because. Six wasn't no. We I didn't know what it was, so it just shows everything happens for a reason. Can you imagine how different your career path would have been if you'd have got Les Mis and you'd have gone into that? I know. I mean, it still would have been amazing because it's one of my dream shows, and it still is. Mm. But it would have been so different. So different. It would have been a very different, very different life, and I I don't think I would have like discovered my love for other styles of musicals if I had gone straight into Les Mis. Yeah. But it's still the dream. I love it so much. Six really is kind of like monumental in musical theatre, really. Like this whole gig, Mm. this idea of a gig theatre. It's quite new, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. What about you? Jobs and auditions. Jobs and auditions. Auditions. Kinky Boots is obviously the biggest yeah story. oh my god how many times was that like six times i think it was six sorry yeah. to, sorry to pull sort of the wound <laughs> i'm saying i'm only saying this because you've now got the job and you're gonna be going to do it like yeah i, I wouldn't do <laughs> i was like listen to that being like whoa grace how many times that was again uh, well i don't think i'd bring it up i'd be like yeah i've been rejected from every job ever yeah. <laughs> hi Amy it was like I feel like with Kinky Boots with you it was one of those things that like I just knew that you were going to be in that show one day and I even remember my mum saying it once like it was always going to happen it was weird that that it is a show that I I thought the same thing I thought from the beginning like I will be in this one day 
And I don't know whether that was because of the success of the first audition, because it went really well and we got really far. Um, was it the first? Or the second, rather, actually. The second, when mm. me and Jed were up against each other. Um, oh, yeah. Because that went so well, and I literally got to the finals, and it was basically picking out of the three or four of us. I oh suppose gosh. that informed me that I was kind of like, well, no, I can do the show. They just had to make a hard decision. I made a great decision as well because Jed is phenomenal. And yeah, I, I guess that kind of helped me keep the faith <laughs> for the remaining thousand times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's like keeping it transparent. How did you how did you find that that first time? when obviously the stakes are high because you're at drama school and everyone's auditioning and everyone knows what everyone is auditioning for and it's so stressful. Mm. But like also living with Jed. Mm. And how did you find that? Well, first of all, Jed honestly is... is... an absolute <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and so untalented. I couldn't believe he got I didn't speak to him for weeks. I made him take the bins out every single day to remind him how awful he is. <laughs> Chris, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> no, literally, completely the opposite. I can't mm. believe how much of an angel Jed. Oh, an angel. Hey, <laughs> ironic. Ironic. How much of a saint Jed is because he just made the process so much easier. He would not. He when he whenever he would practice, he would practice when I wasn't in the house or so quietly that I couldn't hear. So that he would, I didn't know this until like years later. He only told me this recently. And I was like, I can't believe you did that. And he would, he kind of, yeah. And and like edited his own rehearsal time and his own practicing to, to be kind to me. And I was just, you know, and the, yeah, it was when we found out because we kind of found out to get, I can't remember if I actually got a rejection or whether I just found out that he'd got it and I didn't. I don't remember. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But at the first moment, obviously, was just the worst bit because it was like, oh, crap. Okay, right. I've not got it. And But then once I'd had a moment to kind of compose myself, then you kind of 
you just have I just had to accept it and be like that's the case it is and not only that but one of my best friends had got it yeah and in a different circumstance had I not been in for it I would be supporting him and I'd be so excited for him so I thought well I have to be that because that's what you have to do as a friend yeah and so I had that moment at first where I was like oh crap and then I was like which I think is so important mm. like I remember when I didn't get into drama school I just had to cry for like an hour and then I was like right let's do this I got this and if you don't give yourself that moment to be like oh my god this is actually so shit like it'll be suppressed yeah oh my god and you'll just have that bitterness I absolutely agree yeah if you don't allow yourself to feel that pain it's just gonna come out in bits forever Mm. or even if it's not straight away at some point I think you should feel it maybe at the the, at the time you have to just kind of compose yourself and be okay with it and then later down the line or like when you get home that night then you can go go, oh I think I did that with another one of them (laughs) with another one of the rejections (laughs) (laughs) I think I waited till I got home and then I was like oh I feel like with the musical theatre industry, I even though it never makes it any harder, one good thing is that you do go into the industry, well, the majority of people go into the industry knowing how much rejection you're going to get. Like there are so many more yeses than, no, <laughs> so many more no's than yeses. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you go to drama school, that's very much drilled into you mm, from mm-hmm. the beginning, which obviously is so difficult. And But it just proves that you have to go into it only if you are if you love it and it's your dream and you, you're willing to sacrifice putting yourself through those emotions and those rejections <laughs> to get that end goal. You know? It's true. I feel like, and, and again, it's going back to what we were saying at the beginning where those people that kind of, that haven't experienced rejection, if they've got through life and they've been kind of getting accepted and accepted and accepted, then if they go into the industry and they get one no, it could be just detrimental to them and like mm. like collapsing. That's the wrong word. That's the wrong word yeah. to use. But it could be really bad for them because um, they've had everything handed on the plate, and it's yeah, yeah. and they don't know how to handle that. Whereas. <laughs> I've had no left, right and centre, so I'm used to it, darling. <laughs> I'm used to it, darling. <laughs> Let's talk about, like, relationships, friendships. Mm, again, some, an area that I've had a lot of experience <laughs> of rejection in, absolutely. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever had unrequited love, Grace? Yeah. Yeah. From me? I have, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I just think, like from experience in terms of dating from my side and from the point of another person's side it's just so much easier if you just do it this is terms of in terms of friendships and relationships and dating like if you're not interested in someone just telling them yeah and it's really really hard to be that person and also to be that person on the receiving end but if it's not communicated properly Mm. it will just be a hot mess Mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. what I mean like if you if you um reject someone in a way of being like I'm I think I feel this way or I don't really know if I want anything to go any further but I think and maybe we should do this like just say I don't want this to go any further I'm not interested like apologize whatever because yeah. there's otherwise there's this like muddy air that is just Ugh, it's the worst and that's when people get accused of playing mind games and things like that mm. 
it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. No, absolutely. And also your gut instinct is is very informative. If you oh, think... Oh my gosh, yeah. If you don't think so, then... I was literally talking about this with someone today. I think that if I don't like someone at the beginning, yes, of course, it could grow into something. Of course it could. You never know. But I also think, like, I have this fear that if I didn't like them in the first place, that thought will kind of carry through. Yeah, yeah. The whole kind of relationship. And I'll think, yeah, but what if it's not right or something like that? Yeah. And also, what you were just saying about um, be straight with them, you know, be... I think also same on the other side if you like someone be straight with them oh, if you want to ask them out yeah. ask them out get, have that point of like this is how I feel blah, 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 and give them the opportunity to be like oh I don't feel about you in the same way or I do feel about you in the same way or whatever but give them that opportunity because then again I think that also avoids the mind games doesn't yeah. it yeah but just make sure you do it right because I remember once I told someone that I fancied them and it went very very wrong and they took it the complete wrong way and I must admit I had had a drink but it was so embarrassing <laughs> it was what so happened? embarrassing uh I don't know if I want to talk. <laughs> Let's talk about your rejections. Listen, I've had unrequited love left, right and centre. But do you know what I'm struggling with? Now, do I, do I hate dating. And the reason why I hate dating is if one person does, if it's a one-sided kind of thing. Because say, yeah. well, first of all, it's, it's awful if you like that person, that person doesn't like you back. That's obviously horrible. But... It's also horrible being the other way around and having to kind of... I still don't know how to raise that conversation of I want to just be friends. I don't know how to begin yeah, it. Yeah, it's the worst. I just, it's yeah, the worst. I had a... Oh, God, I had a date recently. That the whole day... Well, so I, I kind of realised that I didn't fancy him. We had a really nice time, though, and I really liked him as a person. And it got like it was coming to the end and I was like building myself up and up and up and up to be like okay you just need to kind of have I'm trying to find like ways into the conversation oh to like say it in person yeah because I think that person deserves that respect you know like that's brave that's very brave well that's just it I want to be able to get better at doing that because I think it's all well and like I don't I I don't want to have a quality where I can't say how I feel to that person so then I'll just text it them afterwards I don't think that's fair yeah but <laughs> so bad because I was literally thinking that's what I do that's well crazy. I know and that's what a lot of people <laughs> do and like I feel like it's probably more common than I realize but I don't want to yeah. be I don't I yeah I agree I don't think that's but you also want to be that person to reflect but then again if you're not feeling it you're not feeling it might as well say it and give that person that respect I totally exactly totally respect that but I got to and I was trying to build myself up and do it and then in the end I just went bye and ran away <laughs> So how did the, what was the conversation before that? Like, well, it was like, it was like, oh, I had a really nice time. Thank you. He actually called me back as in like said, wait. And I was like, and he was like, do you want to see each other again? And so he, but that's the thing. He brought up the conversation, which which was something that I couldn't do. And I was annoyed at myself because I was like, well, he had the courage to do it. And so what did you say? So I said, I would, I would really like to see you again, but just as friends. In person, yeah. <gasps> what did yeah. he say back? He he understood, like because, and I think as well because we did actually have a good time. We had a nice day. Yeah. 
like it'd be different if like we had a bad time and then I ended it with I don't want to see you again and he was like oh you know what I mean but it, we had a good time and so I was saying to him I had a really nice time with you and I would like to stay friends with you and I I think I'd convince him of that and it's true because we still speak but um it's so difficult to have that conversation I don't know yeah. how to do it if anyone oh, if anyone please if anyone has yeah, the perfect way of doing it email in yes please kind of going on from like us this conversation about being like the rejectee is it the rejectee mm. no the rejector um rejector rejector oh yeah rejector <laughs> rejector how do you <laughs> feel about like because I personally especially during this pandemic like I think we can all agree that actors and performers have been like a lot of people have been so underpaid for their services, whether it's concerts, workshops, like online things. Like you have to remember, like we have gone from like being paid a normal wage, sometimes not even normal wage to literally nothing. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And, and also thinking about all the things that come with it, like, organizing a set list getting into makeup and hair like setting up your camera using this like even getting the equipment to be able to do this anyway and um i just know from experience and like speaking to friends and stuff who are like messaging me being like oh how much are you like charging for workshops and it's a really strange awkward conversation but so many people are scared to reject it because they know that if they reject it that person will get someone else to do it and they will easily find someone because people need to pay the rent and they'll do anything. Mm. And it's so sad because right. I, I, I want that money. I need I need the money. Yeah. And um, but then I work myself to exhaustion mm-hmm. and then I really re- regret it. And I remember there was something I can't even remember what it was, but something came up with um, someone and I just had to say no. And that person like was like, well done for saying no. And I was actually like, it's that easy like it's that easy and my my mental health which is way more important to me than yeah getting money even though obviously like you know i am financially stable but my mental health takes priority to saving money um what was going through your head what was going through your head when you said no when you sent that email and you were like no like what how were you feeling like what was that kind of i just had too much on like I had too much on and that that I could have done it but I know if that if I did it it would have eaten into like my rest time that was very limited anyway because I'd taken so much on but were you like nervous were you an- annoyed oh, that, yeah. you, that you couldn't take it on were you like apprehensive were you worried how they would view you I, I felt guilty mainly guilty guilty on their behalf as in like guilty that you couldn't help them and do do what they asked so. Mm. it's tricky it's it, it yeah. is tricky. it's knowing your worth isn't it and it's and it's so yeah it's so you have to know your worth as a performer have you ever had an opportunity an opportunity that you've had to reject and how did you find that ah uh, I, I was gonna say no i was gonna say like i just take whatever i can get but actually i just realized i got viking that viking cruise um when i got kinky boots or just before i got kinky boots mm. and I'd been waiting a long, 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 long time to get a job. And then I got this Viking job and it was incredible. Like I hadn't, it was just uh, such an elation and such an amazing feeling to have actually been offered a job. I was like, this is amazing. 
And then to ha- then to not give them an answer because we wait to hear about Kinky Boots, then I had to say to Viking, who had been so lovely to to have given me a job, offered me a job rather, I felt really guilty. But at the same time, yeah, it's like, well, because there's plenty of other people that can do the job, mm, you know? Yeah. And it's the same with like sick days. What do you like, mean? I remember, I remember when I was doubling up um, and I was getting ill um, mm. with Six and Juliet, and I was saying to Chris, like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. It's been, it was on my like fourth week of doing it, no day off and like absolutely no time to myself apart from sleep and shower and eat. Mm. And he was like, Grace, there is no, like, where's the £5,000 reward for the person that is <laughs> has 100% attendance in theatre? Like, it, it, it doesn't exist. And he was just like, if you need a day off, you'd need a day off. If you are ill, you need a day off. Um, and I just found it so hard, so, so hard. And the day I did have off because I was ill and I couldn't come in was mm. the show that Toby played Catherine Parr. The one oh, time yeah. I called him sick. So it was like, it just shows how like in theatre there is that immense pressure, pressure. to be mm. that person to save the day and be like, the show must go on. But I, the power of saying no in that moment was so prominent because I was then able to continue. And if I hadn't have rested, it would have been less productive because I would have just run myself into the ground and probably had to have more time off. Do you want, what's difficult being self-employed being a performer or anything that's self-employed work is yeah you feel that pressure to be there a hundred percent of the time you know in a in a paye job you know or like a a company i suppose there's less guilt really because it's like well you can you can function without me and Mm. it's less integral to the functioning of that job yeah yeah Depending, of course, that was a general statement. Whereas when you are self-employed, you are responsible for you. You are your product and you're denying someone else that product. I think it's just it's just something that you kind of have to take with it. Especially with the whole mental health thing, you know, even like a if you need a mental health day or whatever. Especially at drama school and since leaving and jobs and stuff. If you need a day, then take a day because... Mm-hmm. And it's not your problem. Yeah. It's not your problem when they have to they they have to fill your spot or whatever. Mm. That's their problem. Like that might sound selfish, but they're necessary. It's necessary. Yeah. And the world will keep turning. Yeah. I wish I had this mentality at drama school as well, it's because I had that mentality of like I can't have a day off because otherwise I will like not get the five thousand pound <laughs> reward. But <laughs> I wish I. Yeah, I always wish that I, w- I knew. Did you ever have days off in drama school? Yeah, yeah. If I was ill. Yeah. You did? Yeah. Uh, but it yeah. was rare. I think I, I... Yeah, I think I did get to that point in drama school, though, that I was like, if I need a day, I'm going to take a day. I'm an adult. I can decide these things for myself, yeah. you know? So I would. Yeah. Very um, important. And I just didn't... The power yeah. of saying yeah. no... Alex, what are you going to think to yourself the next time you get rejected? Uh, do you know what? I was in a workshop recently where I sung a song and I'd... I've told you about it. Uh, I practised it, like, so, so much. I thought I'd perfected it. I'd do that in quote marks, perfected, because you can't really perfect it. Anyway. Um, and the person running the workshop basically told me 
once I'd performed it, they then told me to do the exact opposite. And that in, in some way felt like a rejection. And in that moment after uh, they'd finished working on me, I, I felt really bad about myself. And then the more I thought about it, the more I turned that whole experience into just a learning curve. And I, mm-hmm. and I convinced myself, no, this is actually a good thing. This is the good thing that I just had that because there's no point, as we've literally been saying throughout the whole podcast, there's no point being successful all the time. There's no point sailing through life and getting everything you wanted because you're not going to learn anything from that. And so I thought to my, I, so I convinced myself the opposite. I thought this is a really good thing. I can take lessons from this and learn from it. And I think that was a really kind of conscious moment for me. And I think every time from now on that I'll have a negative experience again quote marks negative I'll just flip it on its head and I'll be like well what can I learn from that how Mm. what can I gain from this and how can that better me for next time or for the next venture yeah same how about you what are you gonna do what's what's your uh basically the exact same you can't take um, my answer, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, it's obviously only applicable to some things, but I do believe that's what, what's for you won't pass you by. And that's kind of been, like, I've been very aware of it from past experiences that if I had had done some of these things, I wouldn't have done this thing. And if I hadn't done that, I would have done... No, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Oh, someone get a pen and write that down quick. <laughs> Reminding myself, being like, "That's fine," because something else is around the corner. That's the reason. And there is always going to be something around the corner. There is yeah, always going to be something or someone. else. And just letting myself have time to process, and like maybe even writing about it. Um, yeah, evaluating it evaluating it like just getting it out and being like okay it's done now close the book and also writing about like journaling about like but not like that kind of look on the bright side mentality because I do think that could be quite damaging but writing about all the good things that could happen from the situation like so for example if I don't get a job I'll be like but now I can go on holiday Um, yeah do you know what on that on that writing about it I think that's actually a really good idea those moments of rejection or those or maybe even embarrassing moments writing about it is so good and writing lessons learned or or things gained from it and stuff because like I'm kind of comparing this to I've I've heard the kind of the story that if you you know if you've got an earworm if you've got a song stuck in your head yeah I was told once ages ago that if you finish that song, if you finish that song in your head or, or sing the rest of it right until the end of the song and finish it, that song will no longer be an earworm. It will kind of, you'll you're, you're done with it. Yeah. Um, which I, I find an interesting uh, I, idea. And I think that maybe you can apply that to those situations, like those, situa- those rejections or those situations that you've been in where you felt, uh, not so good or whatever if you write about it and and it's there and you and then you make a, a, a positive conclusion from it then it's kind of ended and it's done mm, I like that you you yeah. like you like write out the story of the situation from start to finish and then 
you finish it yourself you you take on the power yourself yeah yeah and then and then because then every time you'll remember that story every time you'll remember that moment you'll remember the good stuff yeah god i'm a genius wow (laughs) um so yeah rejection is in some sense of the word a universal experience and you can feel very lonely sometimes in experiencing rejection Mm -hmm. and very embarrassed and isolated especially if you're surrounded by quite the opposite Mm. so just remember that those feelings will are for the best no those feelings are a step to your growth on this this journey of life Mm. and the human experience love that um thanks alex great to chat to you as always thank you so much grace i really appreciate (laughs) these chats and i can't wait to have another one Uh, give us an email you know what to do we love them like rate subscribe share so even if you didn't think it was that great but you just want to help me out because you feel bad for me just put like great episode great great effort tick great effort (laughs) love ya love you bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.